Welcome to our regular episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. There is a concept that if missing in what you are engaged in, you're going to miss. You can study all the Hubbard management data there is, and lacking this one point, get nowhere. And this also influences every person on your team. They either have it or they don't. If they have it, they can achieve almost anything. And if they don't, they won't. Nothing, no matter how much you train them or how much you try and motivate them. This concept is covered in one word, intention. We're calling this in this episode the magic word, intention. We've touched on this term in earlier episodes when we have discussed the all-important subject of communication because it is part of the full communication formula, a vital part, that without which there is really no communication. So as usual, let's start with a few definitions. Mr. Hubbard has several definitions for the term. Quote, an intention, this is from uh, a lecture from 1966, December 1966. An intention is something that one wishes to do. He intends to do it. It's an impulse towards something. It's an idea that one is going to accomplish something. It's intentional, which means he meant to do it. He means to do it, end quote. So there, there is your, your fundamental definition of intention. Is the person intending to do it? Now, one of the best examples I know about this is making phone calls. Okay, you might, you're, let's say you have a team that's on the phones and they're supposed to reach certain publics. Now, you can tell who has intention to reach people and who has an intention not to. You can see it drastically in their statistics. So one person calls with the intention to get a hold of somebody and another one gets the intention, I hope they don't pick up. And you'll see it manifest. Do this as an experiment sometimes. Just you know, have a group on a bank of phones doing calls to your customers or your patients or what have you and say, look, we're going to call all these people up and we're going to invite them in for an open house or something like that. And you'll see the ones who have an intention and those who don't. It's very, very clear. And you can give them a script. You can give them a perfect script. And they're sitting there they're reciting the script and one does it with an intention to get a result. Another one doesn't. And you can see it in terms of their results. So there's something to this. Okay, here's definition two. Intention is a command factor as much as anything else. If you intend something to happen, it happens if you intend it to happen. Verbalization is not the intention. I'm going to repeat that. Verbalization is not the intention. The intention is the carrier wave, which takes the verbalization along with it. When you were a kid, did you ever have your dad just give you a look and you just knew exactly what you had just done wrong. You knew exactly what was coming. You knew it was like you duplicated precisely from one look. Dads are really good at expressing intention to their kids. You know, they just it just comes across. They don't have to say a word. That's the carrier wave. Now, and you've all seen how about um, how about the salesman who who they have all the verbalization. You know, it, they're they're saying all the right things. But the intention, what is the intention? Like there he sits or there he's standing talking to you and somehow you're not getting the intention that he really wants you to win. 
okay, he, that you are going to get make a sensible purchase here that's going to really serve you. Maybe he's got no intention. Maybe he has an intention to make a commission. Maybe he has an intention to look good. Maybe he has an intention to be interesting. What his intention is, is what's going to tend to manifest. Remember the first definition. An intention is something that one wishes to do. He intends to do it. What is the intention in that communication? What is the carrier way? And you can detect it very easily. The question is, can you generate it within yourself? Have the correct intention when you are communicating to get the result or product that you are intending or that you want. An interesting way to illustrate this would be to contrast two public speakers. One has clearly an intention to survive the experience and the other has an intention to really sway his or her audience. You can, you, you can pick it up as a carrier wave. You can pick it up as something else. I'm going to read you this third definition. This is from Mr. Hubbard. Degree of relative beingness, which an individual desires to assume as plotted on the tone scale. This is from a lecture 1952. Okay, so just to refresh your memory, if you've been listening to the podcast uh, episodes prior to this, you probably are familiar with the concept of the tone scale. But the tone scale is... Uh, you will observe that people occupy different levels of emotional tone. They can do it acutely, you know, hear upsetting news, and then they are in grief, they're crying or whatever. That would probably be appropriate in those circumstances. That would be an acute emotional tone, and that would be a lower tone than, say, uh, anger. It would probably have to come up tone, like you have a person who lost a boyfriend, and she is upset, and she's crying, and then as she sort of gets over it, she starts getting angry about the situation and eventually could be bored about the whole thing, which is, again, higher than anger. So you've got these different tones uh, on a scale and uh, people occupy these tones acutely or chronically. You'll find people who are pretty chronically in grief. They seem to get upset very easily. They're always sad about things, kind of morose. So then uh, and then other people who are tend to be angry most of the time. <laughs> so you would say they're the tone level of anger as a chronic tone. You know, that you have acute tone and chronic tones. The, the point is this, as it relates to intention, the higher one is on the tone scale, it is a degree of relative beingness, which an individual desires to assume as plotted on the tone scale. That's intention. So you see, take our speaker example, someone who basically uh, has more or less a very high tone, more or less uh, huge beingness, and boy, you get their intention. Okay, and then you have another person who's maybe comes in and their beingness is kind of, they're maybe a little bit afraid and they're a bit timid and they don't take up a lot of space and their beingness, relative beingness is smaller and so is their intention. So you can see the intensity of intention goes higher and higher as a person comes up tone. So at the top of the tone scale, so the scale of the scale is measured from actually from the minus levels, minus below zero, all the way up to, the top of the tone scale, which is uh, Mr. Hubbard has designated as tone 40. And tone 40 intention is the highest intention there, there could be. Obviously, it's the top of the tone scale. So he defines tone 40 as, uh, defined as, quote, giving a command and just knowing that it will be executed despite any contrary appearances. Tone 40 is positive 
postulating. Okay, a person, I want you to consider some of your most remarkable accomplishments. Just look through your own life. And the times that you pull things out of the fire, you made things happen that you you actually step back sometimes and you look at it and say, how the devil did I do that? I'll tell you how that you did that. Whatever prompted it, your intention came way up. Okay, maybe it was prompted by an emergency. Maybe it was prompted by necessity. Maybe it was prompted by the threat of a loss or uh, your own survival in some capacity. But whatever, you just zoned in. You were in the zone. You've watched this with athletes. Guy just gets on the court. You just know, you know, here comes Michael Jordan and he is not going to lose. Okay, he is going to win. Uh, no matter what, it's like giving a command, just knowing that it will be executed despite any contrary appearances. Tone 40 is positive postulating. We are winning. It's not like, boy, I really want to win. It's like we are winning. That's it. And there's any the next definition of tone 40 is a positive postulate with no counterthought expected, anticipated or anything else. That is total control. Positive postulate. Postulate is something that you you have decided, okay, I'm going to be a great pianist or uh, we're going to win this game. That's a postulate or, you know, I'm going to get in shape. Or, These are all postulates or I'm going to get this person on the phone. That's a postulate. Now, to the extent that you are expecting that it won't be executed or that you won't succeed, of course, you have less intention to the degree that you're going, okay, this is happening. Like, I just, I just know it will be. Then you will see that you will get far, far greater results. So you can have a person studying the Hubbard management system, you know, page after page and listening to all these podcast episodes. You can have them uh, reading books. You can have them even drilling and uh, taking courses. But if they don't have that intention, they're not going to get results. You can take another guy, and I, I have seen this, learns one thing from Hubbard management, one datum. Maybe he learns about the, uh, the use of statistics and uh, rewards and penalties or something really fundamental on the Hubbard management system. And he just, he implements that, but his intention is, okay, everybody's going to get on board with this. Everybody's going to start thinking with this. This is phenomenal. They're going to use this. We're going to raise production with this. We're going to expand with this. We're going to take over the world, whatever that intention is, right? But that intention is strong, man. And he, here he is taking one datum and, uh, from the Harvard management system and getting these spectacular results. The difference between this person and the other is intention. You know, the other person could be going in there with the intention that, well, you know, or, you know we're going to see if this works or we're going to give it a try or, you know, can't really expect too much because look at the economy and the times are hard and this and that. Anything that starts contaminating that intention, of course, brings it down, brings the person down the tone scale as well, as a matter of fact. So back to tone 40 intention, which we were defining. Mr. Arbor also says it's an execution of intention. Okay, so you have an intention and you're getting it done. That's tone 40. And he also gives this interesting definition, means unlimited space at will. This is from 1957. You know, this is interesting, the relationship between space beingness, tone, intention. 
you know, all these things interrelate. You can study more about this than you should um, by studying more of Hubbard's uh, works, all of his works, but uh, because obviously the target is very much beingness because the, the greater the beingness, the greater the, be, the doingness and the greater the havingness is going to be. So you want to produce big effects, big havingnesses. You know, you need to do a lot, but you also need to be a lot. So tone 40 is your uh, tone 40 intention. Intention is your passport to being a lot to a higher and higher level of beingness. How much intention can you put into what you are doing? Of course, uh, this applies to you, but it also applies to anybody that's working on your team because their intention has everything to do with their success, just as your intention has everything to do with your success. And of course, your success is dependent upon their success. So you might want to be monitoring the intentions of your employees. Okay. This is very obvious in sales with salespeople, you know, a person's just not closing and they may not really have an intention to close. You know, um, we already talked about phone calls, but how about the receptionist uh, having an intention to keep everything kind of quiet as opposed to an intention to bring as many people in as possible and get them correctly serviced and promptly. I mean, that would be an appropriate intention. Now we start connecting intention up with the concept of purposes, which we are going to talk about more in a future episode, but because uh, we keep coming back to purpose and there's a reason for that. It's a vital, vital element in Hubbard management that people have clear purposes for each of their positions. And we will, we will talk about that further, but I wanted to talk about intention first. What, so that you can connect the dots. What is the intention of the receptionist? What is the intention of, uh, for instance, a technical assistant who's assisting a technician, maybe they're assisting a, a mechanic or they're assisting a dentist or they're assisting a, an accountant or a lawyer. Is the intention to get through the day? Is the intention to collect a paycheck? Is the intention to uh, make the experience for the customer as comfortable as possible while they're waiting for the uh, professional? What are their intentions? Because you can give two people the exact same training, but if you don't address the subject of their intention, you could probably imagine the difference in results with your customers. Okay, here's a person who's intending to get through the day says the exact same words, but they're just waiting for five o'clock. And here's the other person who has an intention to make sure that every customer that comes in is well-serviced, super happy with their experience. Whether they buy anything or not, they're just going to love this place. And you can imagine just that one factor of intention is going to make all the difference in the environment and with that customer and with the success of the company. Okay, so this is a magic word. You want to monitor it very, very closely uh, with yourself and with your employees. There's an aspect of Tone 40 intention, which I'm going to read to you, which is uh, from Mr. Hubbard, which is extremely relevant to you as a leader and as an executive. Okay, so we're going to give you one last definition of intention. He says, now, of course, Tone 40 isn't yelling. This is Mr. Hubbard. Now, of course, tone 40 isn't yelling. It is simply the degree of intention you can put into some of this. It's the amount of intention. Now, you radiate that intention if your expectancy is good. How about that? 
You don't have to be loud and haughty or anything of the sort. It's just the normal action, but your expectancy on what you say and so on can have a fantastic effect. Review your expectancy with your employees, with your staff. If you're expecting them to screw up, that's an expectancy. What do you think is going to happen? If you're expecting them, of course, you will you will do magnificently. Of course, you're going to get in there and you're going to blow everybody away. Of course, you're going to, you know, get back close. Like, I know you're going to do it. You know, you're talking to your, your junior there. You say, of course, you're going to do it, man. I know you. You got this. You're going to pull it off. That expectancy, that's tone 40, man. If you have that, people will tell you, anybody who uh, worked directly with Mr. Harvard will always relate these stories of how they were able to accomplish things they never thought they could. Like magically, for whatever reason, around him, in his presence, people were able to accomplish incredible things. Why? Because of his tone 40, you know, because of expectancy. Of course, of course you got this. Of course you can do it. You know, you're extremely capable, way more capable than you ever dreamed of. So, yeah, go forth and do it, you know, and people did incredible things. And you can have that too. I'm sure you've had this. I'm sure you've had that experience yourself, you know, working with uh, employees both ways. You've probably gone in there with rather, rather low expectancies, negative expectancies. You know, I'll give them one last chance. I'm sure they're going to do terrible, whatever. And of course they're going to, you know, but if you start practicing this idea of tone 40 as an executive that, yeah, you're going to do great. Yeah, you're going to do this and can sustain that. Now, he says here, it's a fantastic effect. Now, where are you on the tone scale when you're walking around like that? Whew, you're pretty high. You're pretty high, you know? And uh, some people are capable of being very high on the tone scale and being a little bit cross too, you know? It's not like you can't be. I'm not asking everybody to be uh, kind of all sweetness and light, but, you know, but are you expecting when you are, you know, uh, maybe raising your voice a little bit with a person? He says it's not yelling. Remember, it's a carrier wave. Intention, there's no verbalization required, but sometimes you know, sometimes the words can be uh, a little bit loud, but the intention, you know, are you, are you, are you uh, saying these things with the intention that the person is going to feel worse or be punished in some way, or are you expressing it with the intention that they're going to do better, that they're going to come up to them, that they're going to discover something about themselves and be stronger? And maybe use some of the training you've been giving them and so forth. Okay. So that's intention. Definitely there's there's drills on this and uh, there's a lot of drilling on this. And you should probably, if you want to know how and where and when you can drill intention and improve intention with yourself. I don't care where you think you are on the tone scale. You can increase your intention by drilling with it. Okay. Knowing about it's the first step, but then drilling it working on it, you can get stronger and stronger with intention. And uh, if you'd like details on that, just write me at info at wiseeastus.org. And uh, I will direct you uh, appropriately. I don't know, you know, depending on where you are geographically, we'll find someone or somehow set it up for you so that you can drill and improve your intention and your beingness for that matter. Not, not being critical of your beingness, you probably have magnificent beingness. It's just, can all, you can always be bigger. You can always be higher on the tone scale and you can always have uh, a greater level of intention. Okay, so I'm going to wrap this up with a final beautiful quote uh, from Mr. Hubbard on the subject. And it says follows. 
Intention is cause. Without intention, nothing can be accomplished. With intention, almost anything can be accomplished. Perhaps anything can be. Intention is like a landmark. If you were traveling through unfamiliar country toward a snow-capped mountain, you would find that you sometimes took a wrong turn. But as long as you could see the mountain, you would make progress toward it. Sometimes obstacles would get in your way. Sometimes they would even hide the mountain from you. But there's one thing that would not happen. You would not forget to look for the mountain. You would know that you could not reach the mountain by forgetting its existence. You would laugh at the idea of forgetting to look for the mountain. In thought, we sometimes forget to look for the mountain. The obstacles we encounter are sometimes in the form of contra survival facsimiles. These are mental image pictures, facsimiles. The obstacles we encounter are sometimes in the form of contra survival facsimiles, which hide our intentions from us, make us forget them. Naturally, we cannot accomplish anything if we do not intend to accomplish anything. And intending is a continuous process. When you are engaged in the task of making the world sane, you have to keep your eyes on the mountain. You have to know that you are making the world sane. There are advantages to getting the job done. You do the job as fast as you can. You intend to do it, and you intend to do it as quickly as it can be done. The intention is what causes the job to get done. All the steps that follow the intention are just technical details. Sometimes people get so engrossed in the technical details that they forget the intention. After a while, they look around and find that they have been climbing up and down the same tree for six months, or that they have dug 9,000 ditches and filled them up. But they have produced no results. They say to themselves, which of these technical details betrayed me? No, it is the intention. They have had no intention, and so there has been nothing to cause any of the technical details to produce anything. Intention is cause. L. Ron Hubbard. Okay, well, this is a simple but poignant, powerful concept, an incredibly important, vital ingredient to everything else we're teaching in these episodes. I, I hope that uh, I use the magic word in the title. I hope that is enough to get all of you to listen to this because it is that important that uh, you can manifest in yourself the intention the correct intention, the highest level of intention possible so that you can get the results you want or you would expect from the Harvard Management System. Okay, that's it for today. Um, I hope you got something out of today's episode. Please do make sure to uh, drop us a line and let us know how you're doing. We love, of course, reading your wins. We also are very happy to answer your questions. We do get a lot of those too. So write us uh, either way, info at wiseeastus.org. And we'll talk to you next week.